Hi everyone and welcome back to Coffee with Shay. I am so excited to see how many positive messages I've been given in regards to my last episode. I started this podcast because I know my words will reach someone and they did exactly what I wanted to see. I am honestly over the moon to see my friends supporting me on this journey and so many people I know I'm not close with but still supporting me. So let's get into it. But of course, I have to do a coffee review first. Recently, I went to TJ Maxx and picked up some coffee grounds to try. And I'm so excited to pick up these coffee grounds because they were so good. So they're called Copper Moon Coffee. And I'm currently drinking the toasted coconut flavored beans with salted caramel syrup and a little bit of oat milk. Or almond. Kind of switching it up. So if you haven't already brew up a cup and sit down with me because this episode is a topic that has been so prevalent in my life. So for the last year, I have been honestly grieving the death of my parent. Now, if you're close to me, you know that this man wasn't my real father, but was my grandfather who raised me. But Isn't a real father the man who steps up to the plate and takes care of a child, even if he didn't help make them? That is exactly what Joe was to me. The father I loved so much that treated me no different than his blood children. All right, let's kind of run through a timeline a little bit because I want to give you an idea of how important this man is in my life and how long he's been in it. When I was four years old, my mother dropped me off at my grandparents' doorstep with my brother and she said she could not take care of us anymore. With probably some hesitancy to raise two young children, my grandparents agreed and raised us no differently than they would raise the children they made. My grandpa was a truck driver and was on the road a lot while my grandma stayed at home and took care of us. My grandpa made quite a bit of money during this time because he was on the road for weeks at a time. We were raised with four-wheelers and dirt bikes. We went quote-unquote mudding a lot and participated in local races around our area. Um, you don't know where Laurel, Indiana is. It's a place where there's a lot of racing and we'd participate in those. I was raised with a lot of boy, put that in quotes, stuff. And it was awesome because it connected me with my grandpa. My grandpa was honestly really excited to have a boy, my brother, to raise. And I felt he was very attached to him. When my brother was five, though... He left the house to live with his dad and it made my grandpa like really fucking sad. I remember this memory of my grandpa where he was watching the Planet of the Apes and I sat down next to him and just sat in silence. I think that day I made him happier than I had seen him in a long time. Truthfully, that was our first memory I had of my grandpa and I honestly bonding without my brother and my grandpa around or my grandma around. From there, we bonded over football. I hate football, but I watched it for him. Basketball, FFA, and many other things I used to watch with him. Despite, you know, all things, he was considered a very masculine man. When I mean that, I mean he was raised with a lot of toxic masculinity. I saw him cry maybe 10 times throughout his life, but he enjoyed a lot of quality time with me. I played basketball from about fifth grade to, I think, my sophomore year of high school honestly because of him and we watched March Madness and even filled out brackets I swear one year I had a perfect bracket 
I was like maybe 12. I don't know. I swear I had a perfect bracket. I fell in love with Planet of the Apes. And now I have a tattoo of a monkey on me dedicated to him that he did get to see before he passed away. And the sweetest thing was this man had no tattoos and thought about something matching. I did FFA because I wanted to be a vet and he told me to be a vet. And if I wanted to be a vet, I needed to be an FFA. I loved FFA, so if you don't know what that is, Future Farmers of America, and will advocate for anyone to be in it to this day because, okay, hear me out, it was a quality leadership experience where I was honestly able to grow my professional skills, learn how to give a good handshake, learn how to talk to people, learn how to articulate my words, you know? It was very good. It was a good time. I did it all four years of high school. I loved Purdue. And we used to watch games together. And there was one Christmas, I shit you not, every gift was Purdue related from everyone. I love Christmas so fucking much. Because every year this man would make a big deal out of decorating the Christmas tree. Okay, here was his process. Ready? Get the tree out. Fluff it for a long time. I mean like 20 minutes. Add the lights and make sure it's perfectly wrapped around the tree. Add garland. By the way, every year we had a theme or theme color. Add all of our ornaments we had since I was a kid, and then add the icicles on. I'm so thankful. One year I snapped a picture of him doing this because I get to treasure that picture forever. Every time I would come home from college, this man had a pot of chili on the stove waiting for me because he knew I loved it so much. What I wouldn't kill for another pot of his homemade chili. I have his recipe, but it just doesn't taste the same. It's been hard with Christmas time. You know, this is my second Christmas without him, and it's not any easier. (laughs) I didn't put up a tree this year. I didn't put up decorations. I found one $5 tree from Target, and I cried putting it up. We used to make pancakes on the mornings I would be home. You know, dash of cinnamon and vanilla added to each one. I never finished mine, so when I would eat what I could, he would always eat the rest for me. He also made little pancakes for our animals. That man loved our animals. If you haven't had pancakes with corn syrup on it, you're kind of missing out. Get some corn syrup. I promise. It's so good. (laughs) You know? This is the first time I'm writing the things that he did that I loved. And I'm kind of sharing it with everyone. That's the funny thing about grief. You fight so hard to forget the good times because they make you sad. Because you never know when you'll feel that moment again. Because you won't. You will never honestly get those moments again. December 3rd was his one year anniversary. I I cried a little bit. Okay. Because this man gave me such a good day. Despite what anyone believes, I think he gave me a good day because he knew I needed it. He always did that as a kid. He always protected me. And I'm sorry, I know you're listening to this, Grandma, but he was my favorite parent. I felt like I knew him better than most, but it was because I was quiet and I always entertained his favorite hobbies. We used to sew together, watch sports, watch movies. I think a lot of my favorite things come from him. I started cooking again, and it's been really therapeutic. My grandpa was the chef of the house and always measured with his heart. And despite me being white, because I am, the man did use a lot of seasoning. 
when you deal with grief, you sort of drop doing the, you sort of stop doing those things you enjoyed with that person because it really hurts that they can't do it with you. I sort of felt like life stopped for a while and I wasn't in reality because of it. I think grief hit me so hard because my father was a deadbeat who didn't want me before I was born. And this man stepped in like it was nothing and loved me with his entire soul. And now he's gone. I had a second chance at a father and I felt like I was robbed of that. I feel like I finally got my second chance in life and I made peace with not having an actual blood father. But he was more. He was better than any blood father could have been. Before he died, we did it on a really good note. Now, I know that this is not everyone, you know. His death was sudden and it happened very quickly due to COVID. However, however, his man called me. I was getting my hair washed. He called me from the hospital a few days before and he FaceTimed me. He was honestly very weak and said that he couldn't taste but was eating pizza. He loves him some good pizza. We laughed about my brother and him being in a fight. We shared how much we missed each other and couldn't wait to see each other when he was out of the hospital. And we just talked about how much we loved each other. I really know that not everyone gets this moment with their loved ones before they die. But in reality, this has helped me live with no regrets. I honestly don't even regret. It's a story we told at his funeral. <laughs> I don't regret this time that, um, you know, using that time with my loved ones wisely. And I really don't regret ever fighting with them. You know, the man was brutally honest. And a lot of times you hear my feelings. And I knew I needed to set boundaries with him. We shared the story at his funeral, actually, you know, and we all laughed about it. And you would think that I'd feel guilty, but this man was too stunned to speak when I said it to him. Told him I was going to leave in the morning. And I did because he was so frustrating to me. Um, The night before, he said something mean to me and I told him to go fuck himself because he made me mad. I was standing up for myself. And the next day I was like, I'm going to leave. You know, I'm going to leave in the morning. And I did. Of course, he made pancakes the next morning and he apologized. But you have to hold firm boundaries with people because that was something I didn't get to have as a kid. At his funeral, so at his funeral, I was a person who held everyone up when they couldn't bear the weight of losing him. My grandma was kind of losing her shit the entire time. And rightfully so. She lost the love of her life. I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning on this. Because I'm going to talk about the funeral a little bit. So if you don't want to listen to that, kind of go past this a little bit. I'm haunted by two memories of his funeral. One, my grandma wanted his wedding ring on him. So right there, I had to put his wedding ring on his lifeless body. And that was really hard to feel. He was so cold. He used to give me papa hugs when when I was a kid. And they were so warm. And this is the time I felt something so cold. Second one is my brother has a daughter. She walks in the funeral home and immediately yells, Papa, Papa, at the casket. I still have nightmares to this day, and I hear her voice as she calls out to his dead body in the casket. We had his funeral two to three days before Christmas. His favorite holiday, how ironic. I'm going to be honest, that has kind of ruined Christmas for me. 
like I said, I haven't decorated my house at all. And I cried at that one tiny $5 tree. I'm not going to lie. Every holiday has been hard on me, but the hardest was my birthday and Father's Day. So my birthday either falls on or near Father's Day. And I have this really good story, actually. One year, my um, birthday fell on Father's Day. And instead of my grandpa getting a gift, because I think we, I don't know if we were struggling for money or what it was, but I knew he wanted to use his gift on me. So he knew how bad I wanted a bike. And so he got me my first big girl bike. And I loved that thing so much. It had a little bell. It was pink. It was so cute. What a selfless man, you know? I didn't know that really. I didn't really appreciate that until I got older. But he did this a lot. He had ratty clothing. And he always wore sweatpants with stains on them. But he was content with that because we all had the best clothes. His girls. Grief makes it hard to share stories about the people you love because it often makes you sad. Grief is also not one straight and narrow road. Do you know the five stages of grief? Yeah. Kind of go through that a lot. You know, since he's passed away, I feel like it was anger. It was sadness. And, you know, some days I still get angry. Like, oh, why me? Why did you have to leave? Why did you have to go? And I think how hard this year has been for me. It's been, you know, a little over a year since he passed away. And this has been a very life-changing year. Grief is not easy to deal with. And, you know, I asked, what did you want me to talk about in this episode? And I had one question. Thankfully, someone answered and gave me one question. And they said, how do you support someone with grief? You know, kind of like, I don't really know what to say to somebody. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to support them appropriately. And there is not really one way to support someone. I'll give you a few things, though, that have really helped me. So I'm dating someone now. And this is, the, like, honestly one of the most selfless people I've, I've dated, you know. I did date someone for a while, um... And then we broke up during that time. And I've been dating my boyfriend for, um, you know, about seven months. And this is, he's so selfless. The sweetest peach. So he never got to meet my grandpa. And he has allowed me to tell every single story about my grandpa. You know, I was just telling him this morning or this, this afternoon we were on the phone. And I was telling him a funny story. And I was telling him one this morning. And I've told him funny stories all the time. I've told him sad stories. I've told him funny stories. And I've told him, like, you know, happy stories. And he has never once complained about a single story. He's never once made me feel bad, you know. And made me feel like I'm a burden. So, I don't know how he does it. But he really lets you be able to be you. And that's what you need to do for someone who's going through grief. You need to let them be them. You need to let them grieve in a way that that is okay with them. As long as they're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting others, this person is allowed to grieve in any stages. And you just have to ride the waves with them. You know, some days they're sad. Some days they're happy. I'm honestly really scared that Christmas time, I'm going to cry. And I'm spending Christmas with my um, boyfriend's family. And they have a great family. You know, 
so close, so loving of a family. And I'm honestly really scared that I'm going to cry during Christmas time because I'm going to miss having that. I have it, but I'm going to miss my own little piece of that. And you know what my boyfriend's going to do? He's going to support me. He's going to hold me and let me listen to st- listen to all of the stories. He's going to let me talk about my stuff and he's going to let me cry. That's what you do for somebody. You let them cry. You let them tell their stories. You let them talk about it. You open an inviting, beautiful space for them to talk about the grief. Because you would want that too. You would want someone to let you feel safe and it lets you talk about the things that you love. You know, how you can go on and on about how much you love the new Spider-Man movie. Let someone do that about grief. You know, you may not have known that person that they're grieving, but you can get to know that person by just their stories. Remind them of how loved they are and how special they are and how they're always safe with you. You have to make them feel safe. Safety is key because they're in a really rocky space where they don't really know how to navigate this new life without that person. And when a person feels safe, they're going to open up to you. Maybe if, like my parent, they really liked cooking. Say, hey, I got us this new recipe. Do you want to try it with me? Do things that they love that they may have done with that person. Because that person's going to be like, oh, good. Like, this memory's not always bad. Like, this memory is okay. Like, I can be happy. My partner likes to cook with me. And I love it. He is so wonderful. He loves to cook with me. But that's what I did with my grandpa. I cooked with my grandpa all the time. And we made really good recipes. And he always taught me, you know, how to make things. And and how to, you know, measure with my heart. And, you know, whatever it may be. And how to season food. Oh, thankfully I can season food. But it's because I feel safe. It's because the person that I love is okay with doing something that I did with, you know, the person that passed away. And they're really just letting you move at your own pace. You know, grief really hits during the holidays. Grief really hits... When you're thinking about the person, grief really hits when you're just randomly doing something and you hear a song or you're scrolling and you see a funny picture and you want to send it to them. You know, I someone say that in my group chat. They have a dog and they just want to send their person that passed away the pictures of their dog. And you go to send that and you're like, shit, they're not here anymore. And it hits you again. And grief gets hard. Because it hits you again that they're not there. The answer to that question is very hard. And I appreciate you asking that. Overall, it's about safety. Making them feel safe. Making them feel welcome. And even if you didn't know the person that they're grieving, you can still talk about them and cherish them and honor them. Honor that person with them, okay? Let them talk about the stories. Do things that they did with that person when they're ready, okay? Push them when they're ready. Say, hey, do you want to cook together? I know you used to cook with your grandpa. Cook with me, okay? I got this cool new recipe. I made a friend recently. Um, we've been in a group chat for a while. 
she lost both her parents. I know you're probably listening to this and that's okay. The connection that I have with her has gotten really strong because she gets it and she understands me. When you are dealing with grief, you feel very misunderstood a lot. You feel like nobody gets you. Nobody's feeling the way that you're feeling. Whether it's like I lost a parent, I lost a sibling. You feel like the people around you don't understand you. And so having that person with me has been so helpful. Yeah, I have a great partner. Yeah, I have a great group of friends. But someone who really gets it. Someone who really understands. I've heard of people join like grief groups. Is that what it is? Kind of like an AA, but it's grief. Grief support groups. Yes. I think that's it. Anyways. And that's so beneficial. When you're around people who understand you, it's really helpful. I talked about this in my last episode. We as humans want to be understood. And she makes me feel heard and she makes me feel understood. And she's sad about Christmas like I am. And I get it. That support, though, has been so helpful. And I can't thank her enough for understanding where I'm coming from and understanding my grief. And she has been nothing but helpful. Honestly, this has been a very hard time navigating. I'm just talking about the holidays. I'm just talking about this year. You really become a whole different person. And it feels like sometimes you lose a part of you. Because you did. But in reality, I feel like you're just morphing into a different person that you needed to become. My partner once said, I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think everything happens because of a reason. And sometimes bad things just happen. And we have to move on and kind of deal with this new normal in our life. And I've been dealing with that new normal. I had a good day on his anniversary. I think he gave me a good day. I really do. I said this earlier and I think he really gave me a good day. But November was hard and this month's been easier. You know, like I said, it's kind of up and down when you go through the five stages. But I think it's getting better. I have a lot of hope that even if I cry because I'm sad... It's just because I had a really good person to love. And I can honor that person every day. And I get to I get to honor per- that person every day. I get to cook for myself. I get to do things that he taught me. And I get to say things that he said. And I get to talk to him about... I get to talk about him to my partner every day. And while I wish that he was here, I really feel like... I'm I'm getting to a stage where it's not fully acceptance. It's just like, shit, you're really gone. You really are gone. And while I want you back here, because I do, you also gave me a year of growth. And I learned a lot. And while I was under unfortunate circumstances, the best thing about rock bottom is that the only way you can go is up. I hit my rock bottom this year and I dealt with grief and I've dealt with breakups and I've dealt with issues and I moved and all of these big things happened in one year and I lost my best friend, my best friend being, you know, my parent, but I gained a really good group of friends. I'm in a really cool group chat. I'm in two cool group chats. I have a really great partner. My dog is the most amazing dog on this planet. I financially support myself 100% 
completely. I have a new job where I'm helping educate kids that remind me of me. And I'm getting my voice back again. I lost it for a while, but I'm starting to set boundaries and be selfish about my time and, and understand that, you know, I only have one life to live. I might as well live it the way that I want to. While I wish that he didn't die, I will say that this year I've been the happiest and I've been the saddest. But I am going to make it out alive and I have and I'm making it out the other side and I I am truly seeing that my grass is very green and I've been watering it and I've been taking care of myself and dealing with all of this grief and dealing with everything and making the most out of the life that I have and the time that I do have here because I used to not do that. I used to not take care of myself. I used to not deal with my crap. Didn't go to therapy. Didn't take medication. And now here I am and I'm really dealing with it. I'm going to therapy. I'm taking medication. I'm dealing with all my things. I'm dealing with grief well. I didn't before because I didn't let myself be sad. But I am now. Because it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed. And you want to curse out the sky. You know, I used to say as a kid, if there was a God, why do bad things happen? And in reality, bad things happen because bad things happen. You know, that's what they have. They just happen. It's okay. You move past it and you deal with your life and you move on. Okay? Because you have made it past every bad fucking day you've ever had on this planet. And in 23 years, I made it through every single bad day I've ever had in my entire life. I thought my life ended a year ago. Okay. I thought it did. And for a while and a couple months, I thought my life ended and I was wrong. My life began. That part of my life ended. That did. My parent, that part of my life ended, but my life has just begun. I'm 23 and I'm okay. I'm going to get better and I'm going to be okay because my life is just beginning and I cannot put my life on hold for grief. I can let myself be sad, but I can't let my life be put on hold because he would have wanted me to move on and to be happy and to love myself. He would have wished for all of this. He would have been so proud of me, so proud because he was before he passed away and he would be so proud now. And I know he is. I know he's so proud and I'm living for him, okay? If you feel like your life is ending and you don't want to live anymore, keep living for them. Keep thinking about how they would feel if you weren't here anymore. Live for them. Live for yourself. Live because you want a good life and you want to be better and you want to do better. I really am the proof that life goes on. It has been chaotic and it has been crazy, but life has gone on for me. And it will for you, you know. You'll get past this. You'll move on. You won't fully move on, but you'll adjust to this new normal. Because that's what that person would have wanted you to do. That person would want you to move on and live your life and not let it come to a halt. They do want you to deal with their grief, you know, because I want to deal with my grief. And I have been, but life has moved on. And I'm moving on. I'm getting better. And I, if I can just leave you with honestly one advice, okay? This is one thing that I have learned this past year is if there is one person on this planet that you can save, one, 
let it always be yourself. Let it always be yourself. Make sure it's yourself. You may always feel like the world is ending on certain days. But you're going to move on. You're going to wake up and the day is going to be a new day. Save yourself. Take care of yourself and love yourself. Give yourself kindness and grace. Treat yourself like a friend. Feed yourself. Make yourself happy. Drink your favorite coffee. Drink your favorite, I don't know, sports drink, whatever it may be. Eat your favorite food. Be kind and graceful to yourself. And it will get better. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure how. But there will come a day where you wake up and you go, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to start living for myself. I want to honor this person as much as I can, but I also want to live for myself And I hope that you do. I really do. I hope you live for yourself. I hope you care about yourself and you love yourself. Because that person would have wanted you to do that. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment. I don't know when next episode will go up, but I have a feeling it'll be just as good. Let me know how you feel about this episode. It was kind of harder and I was kind of given life lessons and I felt like a big sister because, you know, I'm kind of a big sister sometimes. Um, But let me know how you like this episode and I will meet you next episode for episode three. Enjoy a cup of coffee for me and I'll see you next episode. Bye.